For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to another BritFlix.com podcast. My name's Stuart Wright, and today's guest is Danny Houston. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Stuart. My pleasure, my pleasure. If my wife knew I was talking to the Axeman from American Horror Story on the Zoom call, she would tell me to get off now. <laughs> well, as, as, as long as you're playing Jack, as long <laughs> as you're playing Jack, you're safe. <laughs> I've been there. Uh, I've I found a brilliant playlist on uh, Spotify called Noir, which is just all easygoing, sort of classic cinematic kind of jazz tune. So, yeah, maybe I'm safe. If you feel threatened, just play that. Play okay. that playlist. <laughs> well, look, we've uh, we've not come on to talk about my Spotify playlist. We've come to talk about uh, your new film, The Last Photograph, which you direct and star in. Um, it's going to be available on digital platforms in the UK and Ireland from the 26th of April. And before we get into any detail about it, do you want to give people a brief synopsis to what The Last Photograph is about? Yes, it's... It's quite uh, specifically and simply about a photograph um, that is lost or stolen um, and uh, the importance of this particular object um, to this man. Um, and the, uh, the story is told out of chronology. Mm. Uh, and as the story proceeds, uh, we find out why this photograph is important indeed we do the screenplay is written by simon astaire who is a friend of yours i understand yeah simon astaire is a, is, is a good friend of mine and and, and remains a, a friend after making the film <laughs> <laughs> that was a good sign so it, from, from that sense then from a, from people listening in at what stage did you as the director get involved with the screenplay and how much work did you and simon do to get the screenplay to where you wanted it yeah, well, well, well. Simon Simon wrote uh, wrote the screenplay and and the uh, and the book mm. uh, simultaneously. Um, the, uh, the the book is more is more linear. Um, the, uh, the the screenplay uh, plays with, with with chronology and memory. Mm. Um, and uh, when he when he offered when he offered uh, uh, the screenplay to me to direct, um, I um, I was. Particularly interested in 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 playing with time mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and how I would approach that um, using different uh, film, video, digital, um, and um, 
trying to create that, that, that tapestry um, without place cards or, 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 or any, and so, so that you wouldn't, hopefully wouldn't interrupt the emotional, emotional flow mm. um, as you start to piece uh, these fragments, I suppose, together. Um, and I, I felt it was very eloquent the way, the way that Simon wrote the, uh, how the, the photograph finally fades. Mm. Um, and, um, and how those memories are still, are still alive, even, even, even if the image is lost of, 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 this, of this object. And, and also, I was, I was interested in, in towards the, the end of the second act, beginning of the third act, uh, bringing in um, archive footage, mm. um, which for me, in a way, was symbolic to the sort of psychological dif difficulty that the character was having, the, the, the inability to accept the inevitable, yeah. um, where, 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 where there's a point where the film becomes about an incident that actually did happen. Yeah. Uh, um, a, a, a deadly terrorist attack, yeah. <clears throat> the Pan, Pan Am 103 uh, bombing over Lockerbie. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's essentially you mentioned about the uh, the news footage because I felt like the the use of archive footage did a lot of the heavy lifting for those who were either a too young to remember it or b aren't familiar with it. I mean, I'm I'm a vintage that you know I vividly remember the, this moment in time. In fact, two years after the event, you know, a, a girlfriend of mine she met someone on holiday and he came down. He was from Lockerbie, so it was like two years after the event, speaking to one of your peers who was from Lockerbie and it was you know fairly seismic as you can well imagine but I felt it I felt your use of the archive footage did a lot of heavy lifting into for the story to to, to show the magnitude yes. outside of the story of Tom of Tom yes 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 uh, um yes that, that, it was it was it was important to me it was also important for me to to approach it from a point of respect um and um to actually film there mm. uh in in in, in Lockerbie uh, in a way to take the same journey that the, that the character takes, um, uh, and and uh, to film in the uh, little chapel uh, very close uh, to where uh, some of the pieces of the airplane fell, um, and 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 to, and for it to carry that 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 poignancy mm. um, in combination. With, uh, with 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 a story which is fiction. Finally, it's it's, it's an amalgamation of two or three different stories that Simon Sterrett pulled from. Yeah, uh, which is the, which is my character and and uh, and my my my, my son. Hmm. Um, so there's there's a point where the film, I guess, like a sort of like a like a like a, like a ribbon, and hopefully successfully brings those two stories together. Yeah, no, there's a there's um. There's a definite rhythm to the to the film where where obviously in the beginning we're establishing who he is and and what's troubling him and obviously the the theft sort of explodes that out it brings that all out into the open. But it's it's the the use of a backstory and a forward story becomes more of a dance the minute he's on the search because then suddenly those the memories that it's sparking yes. in, in his mind become 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 less like flashback and more like his crisis if that makes sense yeah yes yes absolutely absolutely and and those uh um i, I feel that uh, we, we all i guess 
have objects or things that 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 carry significance uh, to us. Mm. Uh, but sometimes we can be hit uh, by an object or a gesture uh, uh, without without being prepared prepared for it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how that, that awake, awakens awakens our 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 memory and helps us with our grief and and and, and hopefully the film is also has a sort of cathartic, cathartic uh, ex, ex, experience um, where we can uh, personalize uh, the experience that Tom is having with with with, with our own experiences of, of, of loss. Um, and um, it can be anything; it can be a sweater, the, uh, any 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 article that we hold hold dear. Um, and and it's it's that um, it, it can also spark new memories. No, for sure, and I think that the, the the use of the the use of subtext in your in your film through through looking at the minutiae is is really is really clever. Obviously, the photograph being the central thing, but then yeah. even the bookshop has meaning yeah. because of why he opened it, which we learn. Yes, and obviously, yes. and the jumper is just a Christmas present, and then it becomes an artifact. Then it becomes yeah. a gift for somebody else to. I mean, yeah. the, the, there's there's um. The, the the just the putting it in the the letter writing exchange and the putting the jumper in the envelope. I mean that was I mean I'm embarrassed to say I almost cried at that point you know and and all you've got is a man putting a jumper in an envelope but by that point you're invested in the same meaning that he's placing on the jumper and hopefully what is what's going to happen when it's received aren't you? Yes, yes, and and also the uh, um, uh, maybe a, a banal conversation or. or conversation conversation that doesn't necessarily carry any any meaning uh but when we see it uh, uh in retrospect mm. uh we, we we understand what it means and it carries a whole new poignancy to, to it and, and meaning um that the characters were not aware of the, the the famous one i always think of is um is is in terms of that use of a of, a, of an object is uh jack lemon with the cracked compact mirror and shirley mclean Suddenly, the crack compact mirror means so much more than just giving somebody something back. Yes, you know? exactly, exactly. And it's, it's it's interesting how film can do that. How, how uh, film can work in regards to in regards to memory and something which which when you don't have the information uh, can mean absolutely nothing, and 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 later can carry carry great symbolism. Yeah, and that's and that's that's the that's the visual media in a, in a nutshell, in a way. Um, how how did you find the sort of shoot? I mean, it's interesting. Over the last few weeks, I've 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 jumped from, I've done a couple of period pieces on the podcast. So I've jumped from nineteen thirties Britain. I've done nineteen uh, seventies East London, and now I'm doing nineteen eighty. Now your 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 story's rooted in late nineteen eighties as a. So how what are the challenges there for a shoot in two in twenty first century to do eighties because it's not that far away, but it's thirty That's years. Not- Yes, it is. It is. Um, it it uh, you know with with a with a very small independent film uh, like this, it it it, um, it it the 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 big moments for us are like you know oh we've got to tax this the car <laughs> uh, and and just finding finding the details um, and sh- you know shooting up either low angle or high angle to to miss whatever sins are, are in the way. To give, Give you away, mm. uh, and uh, and also uh, we filmed in, in Simon Astaire's father's house, 
uh, who, who had recently died. Um, and that house uh, carried a lot of things from the past that were there that, that were just, uh, you know, it, it had a haunting uh, mood to it anyway, but um, a, lot of the, a, lot, a lot of the objects and articles there were of a time past. Um, so really, uh, on, a, on a low budget film like this, it's really trying to find mm. uh, um, whatever, whatever, whatever is there. The stove was right. The refrigerator was right. Got you. Got <laughs> um, you. Right. Okay. Yeah, that would have been. That would have been impossible. That would have cost a lot of money. It would have been very difficult for us to to uh, uh, set design that <clears throat> to bring bring those things in. So we had that. Uh, uh, we we rented the Jaguar. Um, we shot in <clears throat> Battersea Park. Um, that that was pretty much the way it is now. <clears throat> I think one of the characters leads against a Henry Moore statue. Um, the uh, uh, the Christmas lights pretty much pretty much the same as they, yeah, yeah, as, yeah. they as they as they always are. Um, um, the characters spinning on the sort of Ferris wheel um, that might have been a bit of a cheat. I'm not quite sure whether that was around at the time. But <laughs> it, it looked and it felt like the right image. The way that you, you interweave the interdependent stories and the way, you know, the memories plus the present plus the incident and stuff. Like I say, on that initial instance where, you, where, where you've lost the bag and you're looking for it, the, image, the, the story that you're showing from behind begins to make more sense. And then what I thought was interesting in, in sort of change of tone and obviously to show where Tom's going was suddenly the use of sound design in the drive to Scotland. It suddenly becomes more visceral. It's almost like it wasn't there. Up until that point, and then suddenly you, the the sort of impending craziness of where he's heading, is out on the road, and the sound design of the film really sort of magnifies that. So how 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 did you sort of discover that sort of layer, as it were, for 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 telling the story? Yeah, well, well, well Peter Peter Rearborn, uh, who, who uh, composed the music, uh, worked very close with our sound design uh, um, editor, and um, and we. Uh, we they, they really they stole from each other a bit. Um, um, and uh, and um, and work and work together uh, musically. Uh, the um, one of my notes to Pete, to, to Peter the, the composer was was uh, a, a music box just to be able to hear the the rotation of the wheels and to hear the oh, nice. the, uh, the feet against the pedals and the piano and to actually feel. Feel the, uh, uh, the, ins- the the instruments, um, and um, and to try to do the same thing with with, with, with the sound design, um, and and to to bring in to bring in the uh, the sounds of, mem- of memory as well. Yeah. Uh, so it all all very much based based on memory. Um, the, um, the 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 first time that they lose the bag, it's almost like a, I, I feel it's almost a little bit. Homage to Nick Rogue, very uh, much so. <laughs> searching, searching for the red coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then, the, and then the film becomes quite so a little bit expressionistic, um, and um, so it's very important. It was very important for me for the music and sound design to work in harmony. Now, obviously, you star in this and you're directing it, which is obviously two very different roles. <laughs> one re- one requires you to be in the moment, in the minutiae. Another one requires you to keep taking helicopter shots as well as be in the minutiae. So, so how, how did, how do you, uh, certainly if you think at the start of a shoot, then 
What are you doing to sort of set a tone on a set where you're directing as well as starring in? Is, is there something, is there anything you want out of a set you're going to work on? Well, well, well one of the reasons I, I cast myself was because I, I knew I was, I was available. <laughs> you check your ages first. <laughs> yeah. um, and and I, I was able to, to shoot uh, different periods of time. So <clears throat> I started the film really with just uh, a Canon uh, still camera and I just shot the Christmas lights because I knew that Christmas would be over soon and the mm. Christmas lights would be gone. Uh, so I started with that. Um, and then we shot in uh, Simon Astaire's father's house before the house was sold. <laughs> uh, so that was a, that was a crew and a group of people that uh, we, we would never use again. Right. Okay. Um, and, and then so so I shot during these different periods. So I was really able to to to, to stop and start, which was a, a luxury that one wouldn't have on a normal because the crew and and it was just. You know, could, could could be changed, and and, and uh, was the crew was minimal, minimal. I could I could I could do that, um, and so that helped me in the sense as far as compartmentalizing. Yeah, and there were scenes that were happy scenes, like the scene where I'm driving my son to the, to, to the airport. We don't know what's going to happen to him at the time, so there, it's, a, it's a happy scene. So those those, those weren't that demanding from an emotional emotional standpoint. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, and then you know some of the scenes, some of the scenes, yeah, were, were, were tougher. But uh, I would then go back, back, back home or wherever I was staying, and and, um, and uh, look at the look at the footage, and it and it uh, it didn't become about my performance anymore. It became about, oh no, what's that in the background? Why there? Well, the, the, but, but, the I mean, that's interesting. Very- it's interesting. Then you can you can establish that distance from yourself almost, which is quite surreal, even saying it as a sentence. But you know, because that's the scene certainly up in Lockerbie, where. You you essentially are coming to grips with reality when you've no. you've driven up there in denial. Sal, yes, I've got some biscuits. You okay? Yes. Come on. I've had enough tea. See, I've been here for hours. All I want to do is give this to my son. Do you understand? You need to listen to me. I'm listening. There are no survivors. That's a real free emotional moment, isn't it? That's not that that's not something that that just sort of you know it's not like you say the the pleasant chats in the car are are, are I mean yeah and it's yeah. and you get the impression of a father son. It's beautiful, you know. You you feel you feel that bond because like even I mean I love the. Uh, even the, the the toffee wrappers doesn't make dad angry, you know. It's like it's it's a genuinely happy time. These kit these yeah. people could spend more time with each other. They wish, and then yeah. obviously it takes the turn for the worse. But but in terms of like take take getting yourself ready to shoot a scene where you're having that emotional breakdown, as it were. Yeah, I mean the the uh, um, I had one wonderful steady cam operator, um, and we we the the scene and the in the town hall um, where he, he, he brings a sweater uh, mm. for his son um, and he's still in denial. Uh, 
Um, that we, we, we set very few extras. Um, and um, we, 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 we put up a, I don't know whether it was a 35 mil lens on the Steadicam. And it, 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 it worked, the shot worked, but it seemed to, um, it seemed to be sort of floating a little bit through, mm. through, through, through the actual scene. So, um, so uh, I, I asked, I asked the uh, Steadicam operator to put on a, a longer lens, um, and I think it might have been fifty-five or something, some, something like that, maybe even longer. Mm. Um, so he really had to focus in and make sure that everything was 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 in in focus, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 it was a much harder move for him. Um, but at that point, we done we done two takes on the on the wire lens, so he knew what my moves were. I knew where he was going to, and um, and we did this sort of little, little bit of a waltz waltz together. Um, but it 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 somehow threw the background out of focus, kept kept on me, and there was a a, a, a sort of quality quality to it. Uh, which showed uh, the man's uh, 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 loss of equilibrium. I guess. I mean, Somewhere. we almost we, we the audience almost fall over with him. It's like you because the scene goes so tight. Yes, yes. And then and then and then and then the no survivors line. You know, just caught it as he goes over as he goes over yeah, the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew I knew he I knew he got it. Um, and uh, and that I was yeah and getting getting ready for my fall, and also what helped what helps that shot a lot I think is is the sound design mm. uh, the lack of sound yeah yeah uh, yeah and 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 the odd little bits that we hear the the, the spoon against the teacup um, and those those identifying those small sounds that I suppose you would identify if you were in that mental state um, where where everything's a bit. You, you hear things a bit fuzzy. And also everybody else that's there would also still be in a state of shock. So yes. there wouldn't be a lot of jibber-jabber going on and that's right. like the usual kind of convivialness of a people coming together. It would be, yeah, what the hell is going on? So you're right, yeah. The- so you've got all of that. You've got all of that happening. And then, you, you know, then the, you know, two takes didn't really work. And the third take, we got it. Hmm. We got it. Oh, fantastic. I mean, I couldn't be happier. At that point, it's like the relief. <laughs> <laughs> the relief overcomes the, uh, uh, the the tragedy that the man is going. Through. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Now, the the you 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 seem to use. I think I think almost like four different types of look and feel. Yes. Um. There's the archive. There's the there's the black and white. There's the present day. There's yeah. There's loops. The the son's memories, which are also in their own. Thing. So, yeah. what was your conversations like with Ed Rutherford then, in terms of cinematography? Because there's a lot to there's a lot to sort of cover, and like you say, it's not it's not a big budget movie, so you you haven't just got free reign. No, no. Well, well, the the uh, you know the, a lot of conversations about the 16 mil. Now, of course, of course, one can make digital looks like 16 mil uh, uh, easily. Mm. Uh, it's not it's not that difficult, um, and uh, probably more efficient. Uh, also to do it to do it that way um but we we found out that uh we could develop the 16 mil it wasn't going to be an enormous uh, horrific cost uh we could rent the 16 millimeter camera uh, uh it was very much available nobody else was renting it so we got a good deal a good deal on the 16 mil camera uh, a little a little airy 
Um, and, um, and what I felt was important to me, which, which is sort of the way I, I convinced Ed, uh, was that there's a sort of formality in the way film uh, does you film differently when you when you've got a film camera? Right? It's a finite resource, isn't it? It's a finite yeah, resource. You, Digital lasts forever. Feel, yeah, you can feel the film burning through. You know, you feel you feel that. Yeah, you feel that especially in a low budget film. Um, but also, you just you, you frame you frame differently. It's you're, you're not there's a sort of some a formality about film. Um, and uh, and also just it reminded me of my old film school days when I went to the London International Film School and that's what we used to film on and and it was just eighties and meant eighties early eighties yeah yeah that's, I never thought that yeah you you kind of retraced yeah. the steps yourself as yeah. well as for the film yeah so that with the wardrobe and the thing and that it just it just it felt that we belonged to that period so that that I, I thought I was, it was important for me that we that we do that um, and the cost wasn't too bad then. Then the uh, uh, like we used a, a not very good Panasonic uh, uh, early digital camera for the uh, for the bookshop stuff. We we used a beautiful Alexa uh, for the end uh, material. Hmm. When he when the second time he goes to Lockerbie uh, with with some gorgeous lenses on that, um, and uh, and the archive material was probably the most expensive. Okay. Um, out of out of everything, we really had to every every minute is 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 costly. That was that, that was expensive. Very very important for me, uh, and and budgeted uh, as an item uh, before we even started filming. Got you. I mean, because essentially you're tur- you're turning documentarian there, aren't you? In a way, it's like you're you're melding a, a a fictional narrative with reality, but also that reality is is essentially what you would see in a documentary, isn't it? Yes, yes. There's, 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 I was trying try, try to, to, to have those two or, or all of those formats kind of bleed into each other without, without using place cards or, or uh, any kind of indication as to uh, where, where, uh, what, what period we're, film, we're filming in. Hmm. Um, hopefully, hopefully to keep that, that, that emotional through line. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it was, uh, I'm trying to, th- I, I, I think it's Norman Fowler, isn't it? The minister who talks. And that was a real sort of that was like a flashback for me watching it. It's like because you can see on his face, it's like what the hell I'm meant to say here. Yes, yes, absolutely. You can see it how ashen his face is, and and Alistair Stewart who who uh, who breaks the news. Uh, he uh, he's uh, we hear him in the piece, and I remember I remember hearing um, at the time. Um, so uh, yes, a lot of these uh, a, a lot of a lot of these elements which. Which I kind of, I don't know, they kind of also also remind me a little bit of neorealism about you know the the uh, uh, films that I grew up with as far as like Rome, Open City, and and films that actually use what's what's happening around them at that particular moment in time um, as a as as a way to um, tell a story which is also about one's environment. Yeah, no, for for certain, it, it's yes, it, it's that, that was one of the things that before I sat down to watch it and reading reading the the sort of what it's about. I wasn't anticipating that level of energy and, and sort of life in it, given, you know, given the subject matter, but there is, there's definitely, cause it, cause, um, cause it, it really is. It's almost like um, you could describe it. I mean, I've not, not thought about this till now talking to you, but you could describe it as a kind of second coming of age for Tom in a way. Yes. Where yes. he, where he ends the film he's like, he's got a new life to lead. 
Yes, he does. And, and in a way, I, I, I see her, Simon Stone and I had long conversations about this, uh, um, and, and uh, I'm not entirely sure if he agrees with me, but what one, I, I very much feel that, that um, in a way, she's, she's not real. The girl that turns out at the end is not real. She's in, a, in a way, she's a figment of his, mm. of his imagination, which helps him heal. Um, and I use the word heal uh, I don't believe that time heals all wounds. It, 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 yeah. it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't we, can't, we can't know that not to be true. But but um, there is a sort of cathartic experience that he has, and and he invents her for himself. And and when they walk up up to the to the to, to the hill at the end, she literally does sort of disappear into another reality, mm. um, the reality that that he's inventing um, to help heal. How how do you in in the edit of this film then with all the different media and the kind of blocking of time that you had to take to shoot it, which is wasn't one long shoot. How did what what was the sort of get what was the rules of the game during the edit for you? How did you how did you how did you manage that one? Uh, it was it it lots of cards uh, um, on 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 the editing room floor. Yeah, uh, uh, um, uh, mapping uh, the trajectory of these different story storylines. Um, and one thing that we did that was quite interesting was, you know, we, we, he has the memory of his son, but his, his son also has his own memory. And there, there we're kind of breaking some sort of, some sort of rule that we're breaking there. Um, and, um, and we were able to, we were able to do it. Um, and also uh, the girl that the boy is in love with uh, has her, her memory, her memory. Which are stolen from the memories that he, that the son originally had of her. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, well, while I talk it through, it's, uh, but when when one sees the film, one can kind of uh, 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 maybe possibly understand what it is that I'm saying. Uh, but we no, you can. I'll just I'll reassure the listener. You can. That does make sense. What Danny just said. <laughs> yeah, but we do we do break uh, uh, certain formal formalities that normally I, I don't think are broken in film. Yeah, because you, like, yeah, you're right. I, I not if when you begin to think of things being real fiction, as in they're not real memories, but we're seeing yeah. them as the as they're played out, because we're being asked to imagine it happening. Yes. Then, then you can. Count- he's, he's in, a, in a way, Tom is remembering his son's memories. Yeah, yeah. Is- well, I liked. I must admit, I like that the, the switch between the black and white and the color, which is which is his memory of talking to his son, and then. I I'd liked I was I was imagining that the colour bits was Tom remembering the stories his son had told him and therefore he was just putting his son in a in an imagined version of of it. It may not even be that accurate, but it's what he Yeah. I mean That's your, right. your, your film itself though is is a lesson in the fact that memories don't die. The objects could go missing, but actually what yeah. Tom learns is his memory of his son will never die. That's right. Because like you say, grief grief and time don't equal don't don't cancel each other out. And therefore, the memory of who you love can never go away either. That's not that, that you don't need an object to 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 hold on to the love. The love will stay with you. Yeah, no, that's, that's well put, Stuart. Yeah, that's the point. That's the point. I have to ask. There's one. There's one little bit that I'm I'm hoping wasn't a happy accident, and you and it was planned. When you're looking over the river, and there's the shot of you and the river in the frame. And then there's a life boy ring comes into shot and then goes out of shot. That I was I was kind of reading a lot into that life boy at that point. 
that's 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 an accident, uh, um, and it's 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 a it was a lucky accident mm. for us. Uh, um, and uh, and also at that moment, he looks he looks on the to to the other side of the river mm. uh, on on the other bank, and there's the there's the statue of uh, of, of Buddha, where his son and the girl. Uh, we're sort of frolicking around, around, around there. Now, of course, he doesn't realize that's what he's looking at. Mm. Uh, we, the, we, the viewing the film, know know that that's where his son and girlfriend were, but yeah. he doesn't. But somehow, his his his, uh, his gaze is taken in, the, in, the, in that direction. The same way, sort of strangely, supernaturally, maybe uh, um, he when he looks at the boy on the, uh, uh, who's by who's by the river. That look takes him to the um, to the bag that he's been looking. For. That was that was a very cinema moment. That that idea of making a connect. We know where Tom's at. That kid's got no idea what he's looking at. Yeah, <laughs> but obviously we know what we know what's going on. It's a it's a it's, yeah. it captures quite a lot with with very little going on really yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there was a motif I think that I, that I saw you you were using um, with with Tom. And the first time I noticed it was in the bookshop where he's basically telling why losing the bag is important. What was in the bag, sir? Um. Tommy? Oh, sorry, am I interrupting? Sorry, you are? I own that restaurant. I'm a friend. Rather, I know Mr. Hammond. If I may continue. Uh, certainly. The bag, sir. Um, 500 pounds in cash. Uh, for the damn plumber. Book. I guess there's paper. My keys. But I have an extra set. And, uh... A photograph. You basically just portrait him. Like, it's like a mid-shot portrait of him. And, and there's almost like a similar shot again when he's reading the book and he gets the news of the plane crash. Except it's a, yes. it's a view of him looking into his into his living room from outside looking in. But each time it's like him center portrait while something big's going on. And, and I thought, especially the bookshop scene, it was like suddenly here's a, a desperate man. He's clearly isolated, but he's in a tight bookshop and he's with two other people. But you feel in that little frame, yeah, his, his, his moment of isolation really strongly. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Sarita Chowdhury, uh, uh, I thought her performance was great because she's she's not completely uh, uh, doesn't completely like him and he doesn't completely like her either. Mm. There's a beautiful sort of dysfunctional quality that they both have, yeah. which makes them understand understand each other. Mm. Uh, and uh, and and there's you know a point where she tries to help him, but he's recoils. Doesn't want, he doesn't want, doesn't want to be touched. Um, but then finally, when he finds the photograph and he's able to tell her uh, rather excitedly that he's found it, um, they, uh, they they touch for the very, very first time. It's, it's a small little gesture, but mm. um, um, leaves one with some hope uh, uh, for him, hopefully. Well, I mean, Suri's performance is, 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 is brilliantly strong. And, and I just wonder, I mean, taking that character, casting her in the role, what did she do for the character of Hannah that that maybe you didn't imagine on the page that suddenly when you when when your camera's pointing at her and she's being Hannah, you're like, that's the character I've I wanted to cast her as. The challenge there 
from, from, from her, her point of view, uh, uh, from the performer, um, was um, how to express uh, her empathy for, for Tom's character, but also her own internal uh, pain. Mm. Uh, and um, there's, there's a scene where, he, where he, he goes to her place to explain why he's behaving like uh, like such a <laughs> yeah, yeah, curmudgeonly, yeah. curmudgeonly type character. Um, and, uh, and she allows him to explain, but we don't hear it, we see it. Um, and then we cut to her reaction um, to, what, to what we understand, uh, the information that we understand has been told to her. Um, and she does... She does very. She does very little. She looks out. She looks out the window, and she. Uh, but but she, she 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 understands. And then one of those moments is broken with. Well, shall we have a drink? <laughs> shall we get drunk? Uh, which, yes, exactly. Shall we get drunk? Uh, which is which is I feel so real, and uh, um, it's it's really dangerous waters to navigate those because you don't want to get overly sentimental. You want to respect what's happened, uh, uh, but and you, but you want her to understand what this character what what this character's been through. And then when he says to her, "Why are you being so nice to me?" she says, "Well, we share something." He says, what is it? She says, "Pain." That in itself is. is as far as dialogue and as far as what's on the page is, is so sparse and minimal. Um, but from, uh, uh, but I believe what's up on the screen is, is, is uh, yeah. Cause that, that, that's a loose thread that we're left. That's the thread we're left to imagine, aren't we? We're not, cause, yeah. cause in a way we, we don't know it. We see each other in the street. We don't know everybody. We, we don't know everyone's backstory. Exactly. And it's arguably that most people are carrying some, it's not always a, obviously a catastrophic terrorist disaster, but it, but everybody carries a trauma of some description with them. And so your moods, yeah. your moods are not always dictated by what social decorum <laughs> dictates. Yeah. It's sort of your mood can be, this is how I am now. And, I'm sad. and I thought, yeah, I thought that, that Hannah's character was, was this woman was, was almost like the world not giving up on Tom rather than, you know, in a way she represented, there was a life to live for Tom. So yeah. let's not give up on him. And, uh, and I thought that was really strong. Yeah. Right. I think we should remind people then. So the last photograph is available from the 26th of April. And it just gives me to say thank you very much for giving us your time on the Britflix podcast. Stuart, thank you. Enjoy talking to you. Enjoy, enjoy talking about film. You stole my bath and robbed. No. Just a few more questions. What was in the bags? A photograph. Oh. Well, Luca's going to New York. New York? He's yeah. falling in love. It's not far. It's just across the Atlantic, you know. Don't forget you're driving me to the airport. I won't forget. Pan Am flight TA-103. 255 people on board has crashed just north of the Scottish border. Uh, I come to collect my son. He was on the Pan Am flight. I need to get this to my son. He's very cool. It's very cold. You need to listen to me. I'm listening. Are no survivors. I don't understand. Look! Look! The photograph. What are the chances that you might find this? Thieves are only interested in the cash. The rest of the stuff they throw away. I thought we were going to spend the rest of our lives together. 
not just those few short weeks. If you need to talk, a random act of theft sent me for a tailsman. I bought him the ticket. He was in love. He wanted to experience more of it. Bookshop stole my photograph. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.